0: Sermon Five Sixteen. We must know and believe that Jesus is God, John Eighth Chapter, verses forty-eight through fifty-nine. Then the Jews answered and said to him, "Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon?" Jesus answered, "I do not have a demon." but I honor my father and you dishonor me, and I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Then the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead, and the prophets And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say, I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Today's scripture study is the last part of the gospel of John chapter 8. This passage of scripture tells us clearly that the Jews had no idea who Jesus really was. Therefore, the Jews started quabbling with Jesus. "Do we say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon?" Jesus replied, "I do not have a demon but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Not only in chapter 8, but also from the gospel of John chapter 1, God speaks about this very important matter, namely, who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is the substance of the very light and life. The whole universe was created through him. Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the creator of all things, and the master of everything. And having come to us as this Savior, he thus saved us from all our sins and made us his very own children. Who do you think Jesus really is? What would be the most crucial evidence that will allow us to believe in Jesus as the Savior. That will depend on whether we know, acknowledge, and believe in Jesus. We can possess perfect faith by placing the foundation of our faith on the fact that Jesus is the Son of God and the Savior who had come to save you and me from sin. In other words, we must have a clear understanding of who Jesus really is. Is he the creator of this world and the universe? If not, is he then just a mere creation? You should therefore realize that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and by him coming to us by the gospel of the water and the Spirit, He has become our true Savior. Only if we believe thus will we be able to possess the true faith. As we believe in Jesus Christ as the Savior and having the correct answers to the questions such as, Is Jesus Christ truly the Creator? And is He truly God? In our hearts, we will possess the true faith. One of the most important questions Christians today have is, is Jesus truly God and is he the son of God? If Christians do not have the correct answer to these questions, they will not be able to meet the gospel of the water and the spirit in its perfect state. Should this happen, then their faith would have nothing to do with God but would instead be a false faith concocted up by human thought. And because of this tragic situation, people will not be able to escape from disbelief. Therefore, if you and I really desire to possess the true faith with all of our hearts, we should have a clear understanding of who this Jesus really is. We should thus believe in Jesus being God, the Creator, and the Savior. If knowledge and faith regarding this important matter is clear, then people will easily be able to meet the gospel of the water and the Spirit. However, if people do not have the correct knowledge regarding the divinity of Jesus, they will not be able to become true Christians approved by God, but people of worldly religions. These people will then become part of a group of foolish truth seekers who look for God according to their own will and knowledge. Seeing that we have already met the real truth of salvation through the gospel of the water and the spirit, if we were to become someone who despite having met the truth, continues to seek after other truth of salvation, we would never be able to meet the truth, not ever. From the time of our birth, we as mankind are seekers of the truth, seeking out in search of the truth of salvation. There are many amongst them who become God's faithful workers by coming to believe in the word spoken by Jesus Christ and arriving at the true salvation by knowing through the gospel of the water and the spirit who Jesus really is. Jesus is the holy God, the true creator and our savior. However, as for those who have not met or refused to believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, And because they do not have the perfect knowledge about Jesus, their faith will deteriorate into something useless in the end. People like this become the spiritually lost, and even though they try to search the God of the truth, they wander aimlessly around and die, not knowing who Jesus really is and where they can meet him. Therefore, everyone must have the gospel of the water and the spirit in their hearts, which is set as their life's true compass by this, setting a clear purpose according to the direction given by that compass. Then as they move in that direction, they can lead a worthwhile life, receiving blessings forever for having met the one who gives everlasting life. Therefore, everyone, regardless of who they may be, must clearly know and believe in who Jesus really is by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Jesus said, I honor my father. Therefore, what I speak is the truth for I speak what God the Father has shown me. The Lord said frequently, God the Father has sent me. God the Father bears witness of me. Then some unbelieving Jews said that Jesus was a Samaritan and some others said he was demon-possessed. These words could have severely hurt Jesus' pride. Telling a Jew he was a Samaritan in those times was the worst thing anyone could say. This meant to them, you are subhuman. You are someone unworthy to be acquainted with. Like someone who tries to live out life by swindling others, drinking wine and not doing one's own work. Calling someone a Samaritan would have been the same as swearing at that person. Therefore, the Jews regarded Jesus as a Samaritan out of their other contempt for him. What is more, they even claimed that Jesus was demon-possessed. The heart condition of those Jews back then is no different than that of today's worldly religionist, These people do not believe in the divinity of Jesus or in Jesus being God. Furthermore, and this is most important, they do not believe in the fact that Jesus is the Savior who had come by the gospel of the water and the Spirit. Religious people do not believe in the righteousness of God and tragically do not have a proper belief in Jesus Christ, who had come by the gospel of the water and the spirit. People like this only pretend to believe in Jesus as the Savior in accordance with their own thoughts and for the benefits of their own flesh. When we analyze the followers of worldly religions, we can see quite clearly that they are nothing more than hypocrites. They create gods out of their own thinking and use this to profit the flesh. These people, from God's point of view, are the God-markers. In this world, there really is a Jehovah God, and Jesus Christ resides inside the hearts of those who truly believe in the gospel of the water and the Spirit. But because these religious people believe in gods they have created, bowing down to them and serving them, their faith have become useless. These people are God's enemies. To them there exists no God who had created them. They are vulgar people who believe in evil spirits that they have created to profit the flesh. For all of creation, there is God, but for people like these, there is no God. They profess to believe in God, even though they have no God. Those who go on living without God should realize that they have greatly erred. Should your faith be like that of the followers of worldly religion, you should therefore be awakened and truly repent and return back to the gospel of the water and the spirit without fail. People who do not believe in the word spoken by Jesus concerning the gospel of the water and the spirit and do not know Jesus is the master of all creation who had created all things are God's enemies even though they believe. If they were to believe in Jesus as the Savior without having faith that acknowledges Jesus is really God, then their faith would be like a tree without its roots. Why? Because Jesus could not save you and me from all the sins of the world if He was not God who had created us and everything in the universe. He is therefore the perfect God. If Jesus Christ were not the true God, it would mean that we have believed in someone who was not God the Savior. Thus, our faith would have been a lie. Such faith would be a gravely wrong faith. Truly, Jesus is God who had created the universe In the Gospel of John chapter 1, it is stated, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. John 1st chapter verses 1 through 3. In the English version, Jesus Christ is referred to as He, with the letter H in a capital case. The word He in this passage points to none other than the only one in existence in the entire universe that is Jesus. Jesus Christ is our Savior. He is also our God as well as God the Creator and the master of the universe. Some people say they believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, and even more people say they know of this genuine gospel. However, knowledge of the divinity of Jesus Christ should have preference before having knowledge of the gospel truth. Our faith becomes perfect only when we have faith in the fact that Jesus Christ is our God and Savior. Should your faith be like this, then you will be more than able to become the true children of God. Amongst the many who believe in Jesus, what percentage do you think have faith like this? It would really amount to a very small minority. Taking into account that Christians number about one billion today? What percentage amongst them would be found who truly believe that Jesus is God? What I really am asking you is what percentage of people do you think truly knows and believes in the gospel of the water and the spirit? Few people can answer the following questions with faith. Do you believe in the truth that Jesus is really God who has created the heavens and the earth? Do you believe in the fact that Jesus Christ is our God, the Savior? Do you believe in the fact that Jesus Christ is the Redeemer who is the real truth? Many Christian theologians in this world today teach theology without believing that Jesus is really God. This tragic situation is unfortunately the truth. If we were to truly believe in the gospel word of the water and the spirit, knowing that Jesus is God, we will be able to believe in Jesus, every word spoken in the Bible. Then no part of the Bible will be unbelievable or difficult. If we know that Jesus is God and if we believe in the God-given gospel of the water and the spirit, then we will come to know that every word he has spoken to us is the truth and we can therefore believe in it. Once you have true faith in the divinity of Jesus, It will then be as easy as a pie for you to obtain your salvation from sin and gain eternal life by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. But the tragic situation is that most people doubt every word spoken by Jesus and therefore are unable to believe in them because they are unable to believe that Jesus is really God. Because stubborn people like this do not know that Jesus is really God, they are unable to believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit amongst the words spoken by Jesus. And because of this, they try to understand only those they are able to understand, but refrain from believing and all his other words that cannot readily be comprehended with their fleshly thoughts therefore because of this most of the great theologians in this world are saying things like this if someone believes in Jesus that person will go to heaven but even if such a person professes some other religion other than christianity that person will still be able to get to heaven should that person live a virtuous life. We call these people the religious pluralists. Why do you think these religious pluralists claim something so absurd? It is because they neither believe in the fact that Jesus is really God nor the gospel of the water and the spirit. Therefore, people who follow the theologians and pastors like this who have not yet been truly born again will not be able to receive the remission of sins. We need to know that not every Christian receives salvation. Why is this so? It is because they believe in and adhere to all the false teachings from those who have not yet been truly Born again. If this be so, then who are those who have received the Holy Spirit in their hearts? They are those who know and believe that Jesus is God and that the gospel of the water and the Spirit is the true gospel. When someone who believes in the gospel of the water and the Spirit preaches this gospel truth to other people, this gospel will really cleanse their sins away. Because the Holy Spirit works together with those who believe in the word of God, he gives the remission of sins and comes into the hearts of those who truly believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Because the Holy Spirit has instilled the true faith through the word of God, it becomes possible for believers of the true gospel to receive true salvation by their faith in the word of God. These people who are unable to believe in Jesus, believing God will in the end fall into their own destruction because they would not be able to receive deliverance from all their sins. This is because they were unable to believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit spoken by God. When pastors who have a heart of disbelief deliver sermons, even if they were to preach by quoting the word of God word for word, their sermons would indeed only nourish their followers in erroneous faith all their words would become nothing more than hypothetical words. Their sermons are all based on the flesh and are nothing more than lies. For this reason, we should realize that we can possess true and proper faith only by believing that Jesus is God and that the gospel of the water and the spirit is the truth of salvation. Just because someone has graduated from a recognized theological school does not mean that that person has mastered all the word of God. Graduating from a four-year theological college and a two-year theological graduate school only means that that person has learned the basics of theology, nothing more. It does not mean that that person has learned and come to know everything about the righteousness of God. Through theological seminary, the only thing that that person has learned is a series of technical terms created by theologians. The tragic reality is that all we would learn from a theological college will be general courses of a worldly science nature they really are nothing special. Those days graduating from any theological college would mean only to gain nothing more than a worldly type of learning. Because of this situation, we need to individually learn about who Jesus really is. But thank God we already know about and believe in Jesus being God and in the gospel of the water and the spirit. But despite this, I would like to ask you, is the Lord-given gospel of the water and the spirit believable in your heart? Do you accept it as it is? If someone has not yet been born again by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit, then I am sorry to say that such a person will still be under the curse of the law. Many people believe in Jesus and attend church, but someone who believes in the gospel of the water and the spirit spoken by Jesus hears the true word of God. It will feel sweet to him and it will be a benefit to his heart and to his soul. But for someone who has not yet been born again, the word of God will be of no benefit to him whatsoever. To such a person, it will be like as though it were a scolding or an admonition telling him to do better. Also, people like this will forget the word shortly after they have heard it. The reason for this is that they are unable to receive the word of God into their hearts due to the fact that they are unable to believe in Jesus being God. Even though they attend church diligently, in the end they will be chasing after the values of this world regarding Christianity as just another worldly religion. When we read books written by world-renowned pastors and theologians, we find so many lies therein that the more you read, the more you become confused. This is because all their words are fabrication of their own fleshly thoughts, which is in a state of confusion. Their inquiries and faith are all filled with wrongful thoughts. And when we see people like this continue to speak many plausible things and publish their confusing books, their abilities to brand and sell themselves convincingly might seem to others as tremendous. They do seem quite intriguing. We call people like this glib talkers. People like this abound in Christianity today especially among theologians. But the reality is that they themselves don't have any idea what exactly they are talking about. When we try to analyze a sentence from their books, we cannot see exactly what their intentions are when they speak such confusing words. Their words do not suggest any correct answers. Instead, They just beat around the bush and slyly come to a conclusion. It is as if they are trying to explain something with a little bit from this and a little bit from that, like a jack of all trades and a master of none. If these people had prior knowledge about the gospel of the water and the spirit, they would have composed their writings without all of this confusion. I feel awkward because it seems as if I am elevating myself above them. But when I see people like this, my heart becomes quite heavy. Some people tell us that our church and teaching is heretical. But when I meet them, I ask, If you say that about us, let us meet together. Let us talk about the scholarly knowledge that you possess which theology did you study? What did you actually learn through your studies of theology? When I question them like this, they confess that they do not know anything profound, but rather the fact that they had just studied theology. Then I start to question them for rightly saying, I studied Calvinist theology for 10 long years. What then is the theological ideology that you had learned? After all, did we not learn that Jesus is God? The most important Christian faith is whether or not we believe in the divinity of Jesus and whether or not we believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit. The scholarly theme in Christian theology today is to learn only about theological terms and ideologies. People who have learned theology mix up their words with theological terminology, making those who are not familiar with theological terms feel ignorant. Because of this condescending theological attitude, laymen are not able to say that these Christian leaders' faith are wrong. But because we truly are the born again, believe that Jesus is really God, we are able to discern and say that the words of these theologians amount to nothing, all due to our faith in the true gospel. John 8 chapter verse 51, Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my words, he shall never see death. Jesus can say words like this because he is God. Think about it again. Who can possibly say words like this? Who could dare say, if you keep my word, you shall never taste death? Could Buddha say that? Could Socrates or perhaps Confucius say this? Only Jesus Christ, who is God, can say words like this. Only someone like Jesus Christ, who has the power to govern the universe, can say these words. And because you are those who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, you are the most blessed. Are you able on your own, like Jesus, say, if you keep my word, you shall gain eternal life and never see death? Are you confident enough to say things like this? You will not actually be able to utter such words. Furthermore, you will not be able to speak such words consciously. If you do, you will surely be considered a psychopath. So, when the Jews told him that he was demon-possessed, Jesus rebuked them. Jesus was utterly disheartened. The Jews regarded Jesus as a mere human being, and because of this, their hearts were filled with resentment because they felt that Jesus was condescending on them. When you look at us, we feel like garbage. Due to their humanness, their feelings were hurt and rage was boiling up in them. But because Jesus is God, he could say words like this as often as he desired. It is very important to believe that Jesus is God. When we believe in Jesus, we must believe in Him with the knowledge of the gospel of the water and the Spirit. And so we speak as if it is all so very easy to have faith. Therefore, we should recognize that faith in the divinity of Jesus is the premise of our faith in the gospel of the water and the Spirit. In other words, our faith in Jesus being God is a must in order for us to believe properly in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Because we have accepted Jesus' divinity, we are able to receive salvation by believing in Jesus, having saved us by coming down to this earth, receiving his baptism, dying on the cross and being resurrected from the dead. With the premise that Jesus Christ is God, we should believe that he has saved us from all our sins by the gospel of the water and the spirit. This faith is the correct faith. You must acknowledge that you are leading a life of faith amidst great people, hearing the word like they did. The fact that we are gathered together like this, having established a gathering for the Lord is something really great. What God's church teaches is not something we can hear just anywhere in this world. Saying something bad in the middle of a sermon is also a good thing. Once you are out there in the world, you won't even be able to get sworn at or spoken bad about. Therefore, we must always draw a clear line between those who are born again and those who have as yet to be born again. People who have as yet been truly born again cannot take part in church work. Not just anyone can make merry with us. We cannot share greeting with just anyone. When Jews sees a Gentile, what they really see are dogs. And so when a Jew gets killed by these dogs, they launch their war planes and completely annihilate these dogs who had killed their fellow Jew through saturation bombing. Why? It is all due to their belief that Gentiles are dogs. They think that there is nothing wrong in killing off dogs in large numbers. For them, killing a dog is the same as killing 5,000 dogs. They do this because they think they are the descendants of Abraham. But the truth is we are actually the spiritual descendants of Abraham. Spiritually, we are truly the descendants of Abraham. So for this very reason, we cannot make merry with just anyone. At school, there are many who have not as yet been born again, but they are blessed just by the fact that we interact with them. It is because they will also be able to hear the gospel of the water and the spirit while spending leisure time with us. Jews did not believe in the fact that Jesus is God. In the gospel of John chapter 8 verse 53, the Jews became very angry and said, Are you greater than our father Abraham who is dead? and the prophets are dead. Who do you make yourself out to be? By now, they have become completely crazy. Abraham is dead, and the prophets are also dead. Who do you make yourself out to be? Just who are you actually? They became angry because they were not able to believe that Jesus is God. There have been many prophets, such as the prophet Isaiah and the prophet Ezekiel. Moses was also a prophet. Therefore, the Jews believed that Moses was the greatest among all of the prophets. So they insisted on their notion, saying, Are you greater than Moses? Are you greater than all the prophets? Just who are you? Abraham is considered to be the greatest, yet you tell us that you are greater than him? But since Abraham is dead, as well as all the prophets, just who are you? Jesus and the Jews were becoming exhausted over this issue. Jesus is God, yet because these people did not believe in this fact, they became all heated up Whenever they heard Jesus' words. Even though Jesus was saying that those who listened to him would never die, the Jews re- ridiculed Jesus by saying that he was a Samaritan and that he was demon possessed. They were just total opposites to each other. If God were to have a conversation with human beings, his creation, don't you think they would be able to understand each other? The one who is above all things with omnipotent power can embrace everything and speak with an understanding. But do you think a human being can comprehend the word spoken by God with his own logic? We can only believe in the word of God because it is all true. There is nothing else we can do. If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Regardless of whoever calls God, whether it is God of the sky or God of the heaven, the fact is that Jesus is called God my Father. Then because Jesus is the Son of God, whom we know, this Jesus has also created the universe as God. He has created you and me and saved us from sin. Those who believe like this can understand the Word of God just by looking at it. Every Christian calls upon God, But how great is the authority of that which God whom people know and believe in? What am I asking is how great do you think the authority of the Son of God really is? If you are able to understand my sayings just a little, you will be able to understand. When we are in danger or in hardship we look for and call upon God. God is the creator and Jesus is called that God, my Father. If this be so, how great do you think his power is? What kind of entity do you think the Son of God would be? Do you think he would be a creation just like us? He is God. In the kingdom of God, We, the children of God, will also be gods to all the other creations. The Bible tells us that we will also be called gods in the future. John 10th chapter verse 34 and 35. We are as yet not enjoying this authority, but in the future when we enter the millennial kingdom or the new heavens, and the new earth, we will be able to practice that authority. We have this hope in us. Because Jesus speaks as God and as the Savior who had come to save humankind from their sin, it is difficult for common people to understand his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. It means that Abraham was glad to see the work Jesus had done and waited with patience to see this day of Jesus, and with what he saw, he was gladdened. This means that Jesus was aware of this fact. This time around, the Jews spoke with reason, you are not yet 50 years old and you have seen Abraham? Their human logic was such that they were questioning how Jesus, who wasn't even 50 years old at the time, could have seen Abraham. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. This was an outrageous statement. This was something that had made the Jews crazy. Most probably, if there were any mental hospitals back then, many amongst them would have been taken to the psychiatric medications due to the stress from his word. For anyone to lose a battle of words and very damaging to one's pride. Before Abraham was, I am. In other words, it means that Jesus had been in existence going back thousands of years. Therefore, because people could not do anything with his words, they then tried to kill him. Then they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Because they could not possibly defeat him with words, they must have conspired together. A fellow like him must be stoned to death. This is the best solution. And then someone must have held up a boulder. Foaming at their mouth, they cried out, He has to be beaten to death with just one phrase of his word, we will not be able to survive due to this stress. And by eliminating him from this earth who prevents us from leading a normal life, we will help people not to become stressed. They actually eliminated him in the end, didn't they? Isn't it true that these very people who had been stressed all through this time gathered around and joined in the hatred chorus, crying out, Crucify him. But prior to him being crucified, Jesus said, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But Jesus was not speaking about the temple from a materialistic perspective. Instead, he was speaking about himself. In other words, what he was actually saying was, kill me and I will be resurrected in three days. When the Pharisees killed Jesus by nailing him to that cross, they remembered those words. And because of this, they went to the Roman governor and said, he said he will be resurrected in three days. And even though this is impossible, his disciples might steal his body and claim that he has come back to life. If this should happen because of our stress, we will not be able to survive any longer. Then the governor set some soldiers to guard Jesus' tomb and sealed off the tomb with a large stone. They kept guard day and night. Despite all this human effort, the angels came down and rolled open the stone that blocked the entrance to the tomb jesus was resurrected from the dead the event stunned the roman soldiers and they all ran away in fear jesus christ is god who created the heavens and the earth jesus is the true god 1 john 5 chapter verse 20 jesus is definitely not a creation He is not like Confucius, Buddha, Socrates, or any other great sage amongst anyone who ever had been born. It is none other than Jesus who had created all human beings. He is actually God. But why is he called Jesus? Because God had come with his power to save us from sin and death. We call him Jesus, who is God. God had come as Jesus, the Savior, as it is written. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Matthew first chapter verse 21. Therefore, to believe in Jesus is to believe in God. I say to you that we must have faith like this. As you listen to my sermons with the word, you tend to think it's always the same story every day and the conclusion to it is obvious. But this is not so. The word of God is the word that instills the truth and life in the innermost place inside your soul and mine, This word is the very word spoken by our Savior, who is God. What is the one thing that is most influential and important to you and me? It is none other than the word of God. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, had his words of prophecy recorded through his prophets and by personally coming down to this earth in human flesh and fulfilling all righteousness according to the word, he has given those of us today this true salvation. He has made it possible that we would know who God really is just by reading God's word and not having the need to see or hear God directly. Therefore, the word of God is a love letter from God, the word of truth. Jesus Christ is really the everlasting truth. He will not be ignored by anyone. No creation can be his rival. We have become his people by having received salvation from our sins by believing in that very Jesus as our God and our Savior. God, whose power is perfect, has made you and me his people by giving us salvation. Those who have as yet not been born again must also possess this faith that Jesus is really God. I hope there will be such faith In all people.